I'm going to make him an offer, Captain. six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast, episode 29. It's your boy, Philly. Hollywood Bandersnatch. The Prodigy, Mattel. Big Fish. Big fish in the building. Yes, well, sir. It's a family affair tonight. Yeah, there you go. Hey, shout out to Just James and Grandmaster B. Both yep. of them had personal stuff going on, so we're a little understaffed. So thank you, gentlemen, for being with us. Appreciate you. Yeah, definitely appreciate <clears throat> you. So we're going to make do. Um, so, the prodigy, how you doing? How you doing? Feeling good, looking good, baby. Wow. The, the latter is uh, debatable. Damn <laughs> <laughs> you. Big Fish, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Everybody's good. Everybody's good. You know, doing good, Big Meech. All right, so let's get into it, man. Um, Happy Veterans Day, first and foremost. Shout out to all the vets. Um, Obviously, my grandfather that we lost earlier this year, man, uh, served in in Nam. Big part of our life. Big part of my life as well. So, and everybody else. There's so many of them out there. I don't want to, you know, bore everybody with all the names, but... There's anybody you guys would like to recognize? Go for it. I know my pops. Even though we have an estranged relationship, shout out to him. He served in the Air Force. You know, big yeah. ups to him as well. Um, Uncle Vinny, Uncle Richie, Autumn. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of people we know, man, and it's a great thing. You know, they don't get the credit they deserve sometimes. You know, yeah. and I think hopefully they took this day to unwind, get those free meals, get a free drink or half yeah, off absolutely. drink, whatever it may be. I was going around shaking people's hands today and, and stuff, and the guy was telling me, he goes, you know what? We need more of that. Being a veteran, Marine Corps, and he goes, we need, he goes, I really appreciate that, man. Oh, it goes a long way. Oh, dude. And he works with me. I'm like, Dave, I never knew you were in the Marines. He's like, hell yeah, 1979, I got out. Yeah. You know, he's like, I went to Vietnam and, you know, come back, people were spitting on me and calling me all these names and stuff like that. He goes, I didn't even know why I was over there. I was 18 when I went in, you know. People don't understand that, all the shit that they had to deal with when they came back because... It's known as like a senseless war. And they know? didn't know why, why were we here? Why yeah. were we here? Yeah, it's a shame. And got Angel Orange, and yeah. he's a cool guy. And, you know, I shook his hand. He's like, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that, bro. It means a lot to me. Yeah, for sure. And there was a guy uh, in one of my accounts today, and his cart was in the way. And I didn't know, and I saw his veteran's hat. And I said, hey, sir, thank you for your service. You know, happy Veterans Day. And he said, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know. You got any veterans? But None that I know of, no. Big fish. Yeah, I got one. I'd like to shout out my grandpa Lynn Dornan. Good. Thank you for your services. Richard. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Lynn's a great guy too. Actually, I still once my basement's finished, he actually got me Super Bowl tickets. It's one through fifty. The actual replica tickets. So it'd be a nice piece to put up in the nice. basement. Oh, yeah, once absolutely, it's done. absolutely. Yeah, great guys, great guys. Good so stuff. One thing I wanted to mention, it's kind of on a, a sadder note, Travis Scott concert in Houston, Astro World. Caught, 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 caught. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm a little pickled. I'm drinking, uh, Subcult. I'm drinking El Rojo tonight. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Mattel was looking at me all funny. <laughs> 
So yeah, unfortunately, there was uh, eight people between 14 and 27 that lost their life. It's just real unfortunate. I guess uh, the details on it was people basically trampling each other, suffocating each other. Uh, there was kids there. Um, I had 20 more people went to the hospital. My understanding is Travis Scott is is paying for memorials and funerals and things like that. So big up to him. I'm sure when you're on stage, speaking as a performer in the past, you're, you're kind of unaware of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can, I'm sure mosh pits and things like that are part of the culture, right? The party culture, the concert culture. We've all been there. We've all seen them, probably participated in them. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a real unfortunate incident, so... What are you guys' thoughts yeah. on that whole thing? I mean, there's actually an update that uh, another 22-year-old female lost her life in the hospital today oh, wow. that was in the concert. So uh, that would make nine, nine incidents. Um, but, yeah, with Travis Scott, I believe that he is actually – he's refunding everybody that went to the concert, um, giving everybody their refund. And I know he said that from the bottom of his heart that does not pay out more than what happened. So at least he's trying, but like you said, being on stage, not really understanding or knowing what you could see, you can only do your part to your extent. No, absolutely, man. There's also a lot of video surfacing of other artists stopping there in the middle of their concert to you know, help these people that they've seen with their own eyes. Well, eventually there was a video that came out with Travis Scott actually doing that too. Because a lot of people were like, oh, why didn't he stop it? Why wasn't he like all these other people that were stopping in their middle of their show to help these people. I was actually kind of like one of those people like, yeah, what an asshole, you know? But there's actually a video that surfaced where he did actually stop at one point to point out some, yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah I've seen that one too. And, and But um, from what I've seen, uh, there's an officer that I believe he said he was talking to him prior to the concert. And um, he said, you know, how like, like with the crowds and how many people are going to be there that how he was familiar with, you know, things like this can happen even before it happened. So I, I think they're going to try to come hard on him. Like, you know, this could have been prevented as far as not having as many people. Were they understaffed by, by any chance? That, that, I, that I didn't hear. But, I mean, it's one of them. It's a catch-22. You know everybody's I mean? understaffed right now. <laughs> That's, and I imagine it probably is. And more and more people kept coming in. They were showing before it was open. They were running in there, man. Just, just, it's crazy. I also seen that video too. And uh, I mean, people were just knocking down the metal detectors. I, I personally don't think he should have been on stage. I mean, some could have brought a gun, you know, right through that. Yeah, exactly. Shouldn't even been on stage. If you seen back in the day when they had the Rolling Stones with the Hell's Angels there, mm -hmm. people got stabbed in the crowd. So it was crazy, oh, yeah. and it was just it got out of hand. Yeah, it was bad. So. That's my take on that. I mean, it's going to more come down. But, you know, like you said, my biggest thing was when the girl was up there telling the camera guy, she's like, she, there's a girl dead or whatever. She's right there, and there's a guy. He's like, stop the show, stop the show. He just kept kind of pushing his hand. Now, whether what kind of authority he has, he was well aware of what they were saying because they were that close, and she's like, she's dead. Do you think they should have an age limit to those type of events oh because i mean i seen one kid was 14 years old and i personally wouldn't let my 14 year old go yeah that that's very good uh question it's, it's a very good no. question because yeah. i actually i let my son go to a big uh big sean concert recently 
And, you know, he's 14, he's freshman in high school. Um, I, I kind of, I usually think everything through. I consider myself a pretty good dad, but I feel like, man, you know, he's probably exposed to a lot of stuff, but it's also life too. I mean, you feel like, I feel like you can't also shelter them from everything. You right, can't right. shelter them from all these life experience, cause, experiences because otherwise they're just going to deviate you anyway. They're going to go behind your back and do it eventually. So if if they're doing good in school and, you know what I mean, they're respectable children, I think you got to give them a little rope, something like that. That's a big concert, big venue. It might be a little different story. Um, but, I th- you know, I'm going to have to disagree. I mean, I did it. I would. I, are you guys... We can go around the table, Hollywood. Are you comfortable going to a concert, you know, in the climate that we're in now? Deep. Ah, oh, man. You know, I went to the Eminem and uh, Jay-Z, and that was off the hook. And I'll tell you what, man, I was up on the, um, not the ground, but I was up on the, the tier going up, and then you had the other part, and you could feel that thing just shifting, people dancing. And, and like, man, if this thing, this levy was to give, we're killing all them people down there, man. You know, it's just... But it's a different time now, you know. Would that qualify when I let Mateo go see Britney Spears? <laughs> What's see, was this Travis Scott thing a festival though? Like, is it a? Yeah, it's like, thing? Cute, like, like there's a difference between like an arena stadium concert to right. a festival. This was I know, yeah, you know, like, I can tell the difference. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, these festivals nowadays that you know you got the force, electric force, and all that. To me, it's just like a drug fest. Yeah, yeah, you know. People getting poked with needles and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. You see it? It's yeah, another thing out. It's just, it's going to get worse before it gets better, guys, is all I can tell you. The, the things that these people are doing is ridiculous. No, One girl's like, man, I felt a pick, in, you know, in, in my arm. Opiate overdo- overdose. Yeah, it's crazy. God. Yeah, and some people are saying that, uh, you know, the, some of the pills were laced with uh, fentanyl as well. That was going on. You know, some... Uh, bad pills were getting tossed around, so you got all that stuff that goes on, man. So you just got to be careful in almost every phase of life nowadays, and uh, double check your boxes. You know, what you I'm ever go to like the restaurant you went to, Brian? You're like, why is that lady doing that? Putting that napkin and stuff on her? You see why? Yeah, like sometimes I ask, why is Mateo smelling his finger? Yeah, I, you know, I yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> Where has that finger been, John? Where's that finger been? Uh, yeah, so just real unfortunate, you know, RIP, prayers to the families. It's a yes. definite unfortunate event, and, um, you know, it seems like Travis Scott, by all means, is trying to do the right thing. Yes, so yes, yes. shout out to him as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Hollywood, uh, the Rittenhouse trial, I know we discussed this. I don't know details in depth, but I did catch the uh, prosecuting attorney kind of making an ass on, out of himself oh, that guy's on the TV. A clown. It was... Um, so for folks that don't know, it was a shooting. He ended up killing a, a young man with an AR-15. Um, this young man had a handgun on him. Um, and it just seemed like, I don't know. Hollywood, you can go into more detail, but the attorney was just trying to hammer home the fact that you were trying to kill this guy. Yes, but in a self-defense situation, I'm sorry. If somebody has a gun pointed at me, it's either you or me, you know, and I had to have that conversation with my son last night. Self-defense still has to be a thing. There's definitely more that goes into it. Right. But he even said that if he, he could have shot you earlier, but didn't, 
well, I, I got lucky then, apparently. You know what I mean? So I, what is your guys' thoughts on self-defense, and what is your guys' thoughts? If you know anything about this situation, go ahead and elaborate. Well, I watched it yesterday. Um, supposedly a lot of different things went on, and um, I was seeing bits and pieces by, um, I believe it was um, Benger was his name, the prosecutor, um, Goof. Um, it was a madhouse. All over a kid with, with the police brutality and stuff like that. So a lot of people started getting crazy, acting like animals. Um, they expected this um, thing's supposed to end tomorrow. And the worst case scenario this kid's going to face is, is mandatory life in prison. And I, I don't, by seeing the video and stuff like that, I mean, the kid was on there. He, he was basically a teenager when it happened a year ago. He's now 18. Uh he was crying and said, I didn't do it to try to kill them. I wasn't trying to kill anybody. I was gonna, I was being threatened and, and this and that, and, and, and he felt at harm. Did you see where the prosecutor put his hand, head in his hands? Because the guy on stand just messed everything up. Yeah, yeah. And the judge <laughs> even had to tell him, get the jurors out. This is a grave constitutional thing you just did, my friend. You know what I mean? And he told him twice. There was also a thing about uh, zooming in on the iPad, on yes. the video, where the judge kind of corrected him on that. Like, mm -hmm. we're not doing that. We're not – because he was already hammering home the fact that, you know, asking him the same question a million times. Over and over again, you tried to kill them. And I feel like that was his only chance at it, but he mm – -hmm. I mean, it was ridiculous. This kid's very, very passionate. And, and once again, you see him in the streets. He was running away with the gun. Just like when you tried to tell him, he goes – you deliberately shot that kid. You looked up, he goes, if you see, because the video's at a still, I was pulling the gun down. I was trying to go down. Well, there's two people I believe he shot. One he killed, another one he, like, disintegrated his forearm. And that yeah, guy, that was Anthony Huber. Was, see, I don't know, I'm not familiar with the names and all that. Yeah. But that guy, Anthony, or the other one that was... Uh, Joseph uh, Rosenbaum? Yeah, he actually admitted pointing the gun first at him. And that just ruined it for them. Well, yeah, done. I mean, done. what do you do? That's Let me ask you, do you right got a bullet in or are you going to kill like me? Just like Philly said, my life for your life, it's going to be you every time. And, the, and to me, the kid was sincere because if you sat there and watched him, he was like a little boy, like, you guys are going too fast for me. I mean, all the, you're asking me all these things. I'm trying to tell you the truth, what's going on. And you keep saying it over and over like, I'm lying. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't want to hurt these people. You know, it was crazy, man. They were chasing him. They wanted to stomp his head in. Well, no, like, like, like he said, you know, okay, yeah, he probably shouldn't be prancing around with an AR-15 on any given day, but on that day, I mean, it saved his life probably, right? Oh, yeah, he would, they, would, they would have killed him. I mean, he got hit in the head with a, with a skateboard. He had a gun pointed at him. You know, and, and there's no race involved. I'm sorry. It's, it's mano y mano. But that's what it's trying to be. And that's wrong. No, and it shouldn't be. It'd be the, I'd feel the same exact way if it was flipped around. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter what. And I hope that, that we don't come to this with uh, an anarchy where we'll come with life to this, with this, with people having to do that. Have to have guns because you can't go to the store. You can't go here because things are getting so bad. You have to protect yourself. It's yeah. crazy, man. It is. It's, it's definitely different times, so... Just a sad thing, and I wish the best for this whole ordeal here, and they figure the right thing out. Um, 
from what I've seen, and if I'm a juror, I, I can't say guilty. I, I'm kind of lost, and um, I feel bad for the people who lost their life and, and stuff like that, but I, I can't mandatory this kid to go in prison for the rest of his life on that and defending himself. And it, no, I, I think can't. if you want to go ahead with the, with the gun charge... You know, if you didn't have a permit for it, then go ahead. But yeah, to, to say cold blood murder, I'd have to disagree. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. You shouldn't be walking the streets with AR-15. But, right. You know, again, I don't think he woke up that day looking to kill somebody. No, no. You know, that's just my no. opinion. So. Yeah. Um, I feel you on that. Yep. All right, boys. Well, let's lighten it up a little bit. Uh, anything else you guys want to add to this? Go ahead. Do you see the uh, LeBron meme? LeBron said something. Yeah, I did hear. I heard that he was kind of making fun of the kid for fake crying. That guy's an idiot. Man. Yeah, but yeah, this guy gets carried out with uh, cramps, <laughs> looking like he ate a what is it, sourhead lemonhead. <laughs> I would say uh, to brighten the mood up a little bit, uh, what I have to bring to the table is so just as of Wednesday, yesterday, Flint got passed and approved for six hundred twenty-six million. Uh, settlement check for those and that were affected to the uh, lead water. So, That's awesome. So they finally got something. It's one of the Michigan's biggest settlements. And for all those people that were in Flint, the things that they had to go through, the whole water, you know, that that's just amazing that they can finally get something back for what they had to go through. No, absolutely. Shout out to them because, I mean, could you imagine going that long period of time, you know, washing yourself with dirty water, not being able to cook, having to go to the store, get distilled water. That's a big uh, inconvenience and a pain in the ass, man. Now, that's $627 million. Is that for the whole entire Flint? Uh, of Flint, correct? Each pe person will get a piece of the pot there on that? Uh, no, I mean, it goes to the children that were affected in the times and then also those that were in like the industrial era of of flint during the moment when the water crisis was going on so and also the parents adults anybody that can show that they were ill through that time period they will get a settlement for it i just remember personally when i used to fight and i was in flint and they had to carry in cases by cases of water just because you can't go to a, a regular fountain or you can't go to the bathroom to wash your hands. So when we were in the boxing, boxing gym, you know, they have pallets of cases of water just to give to their, their fighters and stuff like that. And I can just only imagine how it is everywhere else. And like you said, you know, cooking food, having to bathe in, in distilled bottled water rather than, you know, just being able to turn your faucet on where people are privileged. So that's why this settlement here is just a big thing for those who were... Uh, victims of that yeah and shout out to flint man i know they've been the brunt of a lot of jokes nationwide but you know what every uh setback has a good comeback so maybe this is part of that yeah and i just wonder are they going to fix the piping line too as well uh if you're going to come up with all this kind of money you need to have that water fixed because like i said mateo mentioned we were down there at the fights they couldn't even sell water they had to give it away so they could make no profit at their fights and I asked this kid, you know, I said, you know, how you doing, kid? And he's like, I'm doing good. I said, so how do you guys for water? He goes, we get cases donated, you know, and we take some to our house and, you know, um, we boil it. And I go, so you have to bathe in, in dirty? He goes, no. He goes, we try to, 
we boil and take showers like that and wash up hand rag. And that was just so sad. I'm like, I'm pissed, man. I'm like, you know what, man? You see how good we got? I go, we come here and they had a nice show and everything like that. But that's inhumane for them people have to go. They already lost General Motors when it stripped the town out. You know, the big three shut that down. And then this unacceptable man 24th street pizza has expanded their menu to offer new items like the miami steak sub poutine nacho supreme traverse city salad and even the poho mac and cheese pizza plus with beer and wine and free delivery in port huron there's no question what's for dinner it's 24th street pizza no it definitely is and if there's any government corruption man i mean all those people should have their feet held to the fire for that because Absolutely. those are innocent lives people just trying to maintain and you know it's just, it's very unfortunate. So yeah. that's a good point, Mateo. Thanks for yeah, bringing Mateo. that up. Mateo. All right, boys. So we're going to flip the script here. We're going to head into sports. There you go. I'm going to go on a little rant here. I want to get the table's opinion. Okay, so the, t the big news today was Odell Beckham going to the Rams. So my opinion on Odell Beckham is he's the most overrated player in the NFL. Hot take alert. Holler at your boy if you want to debate it. Okay, with the New York Giants, I feel like he burned that castle to the ground. He had issues with Eli Manning, who's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah, you're in a big market. Okay, you're, you're, you're blue, you blew up because you're in a big market. Mm -hmm. um, and then, okay, you got your way out of there. Then you go to Cleveland. Debatable, Baker Mayfield, good quarterback, bad quarterback, subpar, mediocre, whatever. That team was built to win. They're in a good position. Yes. You found a way to break that down. And work your way out of town. The team has a better record without you. Okay, now you're out of there. So now you go to the Rams. Here's my thing. Sub note. Matt Stafford, no excuses anymore. I'm a Stafford guy. Okay, but now you got all the weapons at your disposal. All of them. You got a great defense. You got your four deep at receiver. You got two solid running backs. You got a great tight end. Good offensive line. Aging offensive line. Not the greatest. But anyway, there's no excuses there anymore. But for Odell, I think it's sink or swim, too. Third strike, you're out. If, if this doesn't work, and even, it's, even though it's a one-year deal, I feel like if this doesn't work and if they don't win the Super Bowl, Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, Odell Beckham. Con. There's no coming back from it. You are all in at this point. Are we I'm, talking another Terrell Owens here? <laughs> this is worse than Terrell Owens. Okay. It might be. Okay, because you got all, you got everything. You got the computer, the dog, the wife, the house, the kitchen sinks in that motherfucker, man. So there, there's, there's a lot no of money. turning back from it. Man. No, no, yeah, they gave up a lot of first round draft picks. They don't have one. They don't have the earliest pick they have is the third round, and I don't know how. Somehow they still have eight picks next year, which is crazy to me with all the trades they made. But they don't have a first round pick, I think, until 2024. We might have to fact check that later, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. So it's clear they're going all in. You know, Von Miller, former defensive MVP. You get Matt Stafford, the hottest, you know, quarterback free agent. Got Ramsey. And now you get this, you know, this diva to come in town and, and hopefully, you know, the cherry on top. I mean, there's no reason they shouldn't win. It's hard because, you know, me and my brother, Big Fish, have betted. I've betted against Tom Brady and lost many a times. But I feel like if you don't win this year, at this point, with everybody that they have on that roster, it's, it's either shit think, or get off the pot, man. That's I don't where think I'm they at. can beat Tennessee. But I see Beckham being a great asset to him. 
maybe like a Brown to the Buccaneers, get him changed around. But like you said, it could be a disaster, man. If he carries that shit over there, they're all done. So let's maybe Donald gets in his ass. You know, Ramsey say, listen here, dude, we don't need you. We're just trying to get your ring and, and think you could be a big part of this. If not, you got to go. Well, I think maybe to that point, you come into a locker room with that kind of talent, that kind of swagoo, you know, like you got Aaron Donald, you got Von Miller, you got Jalen Ramsey. You got all these guys that have been to a Super Bowl, have, have won at different levels. Maybe it does change them, you know, and there's a lot of guys. I like the Rams. I'm a fan of the Rams. I like McVay. I like Stafford. I like Aaron Donald. He's one of my favorite football players, but. I just I hope it doesn't go the other way, but I mean there's a lot of pressure now. My question to you on this: Would they be better than the greatest uh, show on show turf? On turf. Wow. But, uh, Are they better than Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, uh, Isaac Bruce, Terry Holt, Tory Holt? I don't even know who you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> we got some young bucks in the building. Damn you! But no, I do I do think that. You know, to your point that uh, Odell has to put it all out this year, and can he be capable of doing it? Sure, but I don't think he'll be able to just because he's a crybaby. He's somebody that once he doesn't get his way, he doesn't want to perform, which will lead him into not not doing his routes. But for Stafford at home, you do have wide receivers all across. You have your slot, you have your deep threat, you have your middle threat, you have your tight end, you have the running game to back you up. Their offense could be fully effective along with a great defense so if they don't perform to a t you're right they might just fumble and to that point it's a great point the nfc is loaded this year i mean you look at tampa bay okay they they still have yeah stafford got them the first time he outdueled brady the first game but they're gonna be there at the end you can bet your sweet ass they will be okay you got green bay even though they lost because Rodgers was out, and that's a whole other story we can get into. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, they're going to be there. Um, who else you got in the NFC? Possibly New Orleans. And New Orleans is still you know, in the mix, but uh, I think the NFC is, is pretty loaded. And, and you still got to deal with Tennessee, Buffalo. You know, does Kansas City step it up at the end? Do they go out and get somebody? I mean, the question is uh, – well, hold on. Before we get there, because I got a question for you guys. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Big Fish. What do you think about Stafford, the Rams, and that whole situation? Um, is everything you guys said, drama queen, cancer to a team. If anything, it's going to help out Cooper Cup. Just going to get him more open. Going to get that second person off of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Uh, I just hope this guy doesn't terrorize his team. Uh, I think it's just uh, he's on the ride to get his ring yeah that's what i think i mean you know i i, I think mcveigh's not going to tolerate it no. i really i can't see him and with the rest of the guys and if he's got their support too it could be a shortcoming or it could be a beautiful thing so let's just wish the best for him i mean oh for sure that would be yeah. sweet to have another resurrect his career with stafford and the guys that he's got oh man it could really be something. I don't think it was the best destination or designation for him, mm -hmm. but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, we'll have to stay tuned on that one. And uh, but uh, I'm going to get back with Philly. Um, 
I don't know if they're going to be the greatest show on turf. That team was remarkable. Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, uh, Falk, them guys, were uh, they were bad. They were sweet. That sounds like it was before my time. Yeah, before you guys' <laughs> time. And they were awesome. Awesome, awesome. Hold on here. Did I hear somebody bring up Cooper Cup? Because right now where it sits, I'm I'm at the top of my fantasy football league as the number one seed, and uh, Cooper Cup has a lot to do with that. Actually, yeah, ain't that right? But uh, that could be that could be a game changer though too for you. <clears throat> it you could know? be absolutely. But he is he going to throw a fit? Why are you not throwing to me? Why are you giving him twelve? Pa- I mean, is that cutting his play? Well, that again, could be a problem. The best bet for him is to just play ball. Okay, exactly. In. Even if you're a decoy. Yeah. Be a good boy. Catch the ball when it's thrown to you. Okay, let Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have their time because Get in where the you guys fit in. that have been there, they deserve the touches. I agree. Okay, if you want to make big plays, go ahead and make big plays. But I think it's it's already established. They're, they're a Super Bowl contender prior to Odell being there. So now it's the cherry on top, like I said. Um. Now, now you gotta you gotta perform. You're on a big stage now. Every week you're gonna be a national spotlight. You're gonna be highlighted. You're gonna be dissected. Every game, what's your performance like? Okay, what's your uh, what's your target to catch ratio? All that stuff. It's all gonna be out on there on display. So now it's we'll see. Like your pop said, right? You wanted to go ahead and make that video against Baker Mayfield. Put up or shut up now. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I agree. You're on a big stage, man. So I agree. Anyway, moving on. So Cam Newton, back to the Panthers. Hollywood, what's your take on it? Ah, yeah, he's coming back home. I, Cam Newton's done. He's he's not the same player anymore. I, I think uh, Carolina would be going in the draft looking for a quarterback. Uh, he just don't have it anymore. You know what I mean? And that showed a little bit in New England. Um when he departed from Carolina, um, I just think it's just bring him back home, and then he'll end up just retiring from there. So, do you think they're done with Sam Darnold? You know, I haven't seen much of him, but what I did see, I, I wasn't really impressed. I thought he'd be better than the Jets. Um, I think they'll be moving on. Yeah. I really do. I thought he'd be better, you know, with a new home. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's it's fit in Carolina. He started out. Good, yeah, and then he just shit the bed. Yeah, Mateo, what do you think about Sam Darnold and and Cam Newton going back to where it all started? And you know, he did make the playoffs three out of nine seasons in Carolina. Obviously, the one Super Bowl year, very successful. But do you do you think it's going to work? I think that uh, I think Cam's going to have a big year. You know, I mean, when when Carolina was almost at their end of their wits with him, he did come off that injury um, where they almost saw it. He's not going to have the same career, and that's when they just decided to split ways with him. He went to New England, didn't fit in that in that program over there, you know. And you could just tell that the offense was completely different from how Belichick runs it. So now he's out. He's in the free agency. One place you can always go back to is home. So if he goes back there, I think he has something to prove. And if he proves something, I think they'll just keep Sam Darnold on the back burner. They won't get rid of him. There's nowhere for him to go. No team's hungry for a quarterback, especially at his caliber where it's not so high. But uh, if he stays behind Cam Newton for a little bit, maybe his game picks up. 
maybe Cam Newton has a couple more years, and then Sam Donald comes back in and can uh, fill those shoes. But I wouldn't say it's going to be Super Bowl contendant with him at the helm. Sure. I mean, they're like middle of the pack. You know, I think uh, with Darnold being out four to six weeks, Big Fish, what do you think as far as Darnold's career? Like, what does he have moving forward now? Does Cam Newton save the day and save the season? They go on this fairy tale run? I mean, how do you see it? What do you got, Big Fish? I feel like Cam Newton coming in saves them from losing out. But as for as for Sam Darnold, I don't know. I'd say he's going to shit the bed. I got, I got a home for him. I got a good backup in Detroit. Yeah. A good solid backup in Detroit. But or Chicago. I mean that's that's you know I could see him playing the league, but you'll be backup material and you'll be a decent one from what we got now with some of these other you know what I mean? If you look at it even though golf shits the bed, we're in a better position with him. Well they call him a journeyman. Where they just yeah yeah, to, yeah that's what Sam Darnold's gonna be yeah he'll be a journeyman. As far as Cam Newton coming back, I love it. I love it. Not much more to say about that. Yeah, we'll see. No, I agree. I think the homecoming. That's a good analogy, Mateo. But you know, hey, safest place is to go back home. You know, he could probably end his career there because he played his best football in Carolina. Superman. Right. You look back. You look at all the hits he took in Carolina, and that was like almost pre before they really started protecting the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was getting his ass beat week in and week out, taking it, taking it, taking it. And it just became too much where I think his body just started to break down. Oh, yeah. It took a toll on him. Yeah. So what about this news about the Vikings uh, players hospitalized with COVID-19? Hollywood, you care to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. Um, This week, uh, it was notified through the NFL that uh, there was players that were hospitalized that were fully vaccinated because, you know, we got the whole – swirl about uh rogers getting fined for being unvaccinated and he was talking about with the anatomy and some kind of you know thing with that which you'll go into that um but yeah i just kind of found that kind of intriguing like okay they're vaccinated now all these people are starting to come home. you got chubbs he's out he's fully vaccinated these people are still getting uh but he's not in the hospital why yeah, so Green Bay was fined, as an organization, $300,000. Aaron Rodgers personally was fined $14,650. I heard today on the radio, on local sports radio, that this was similar to a player that didn't wear a mask, violating protocol. So why is Aaron Rodgers getting a pass, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, to me, that pickles my mind because it's like, dude, this guy's the upper echelon. You know what I mean? This guy is, like, the standard. This is a guy synonymous with the NFL. Why? You got to hold him to the same standard unless you're kissing ass. Unless there's shit going on beneath the surface. Let's, let's face it. We know it does with the NFL. Big business, right? No different than anything else. Yeah. They're playing that card, so they're trying to protect one of their guys, right? So, I don't know, but what's that say to everybody else? The guy that makes 80% less than Aaron Rodgers gets fined the same amount? I think it's bullshit. Well, I, what I think is like on a very big controversy talk right now is Aaron Rodgers, fourteen thousand for for that whole immunization act that he put on. C.D. Lamb of the Cowboys gets fined forty thousand dollars 
Did you for say Cowboys? <laughs> for not having his jersey tucked in. And they're asking him, how do you feel about it? Are you annoyed about it? He says, am I annoyed? No. Am I confused? Yes. Why is this even happening? How do you get fined 40000 for a jersey not being tucked in, but somebody who, who sits there and is making a joke about being immunized only gets fined 14000 A big face, a quarterback, somebody who's supposed to be a captain of a team. How do you get away with that? That boy must have been touching somebody in the right spots and got his way through it. <laughs> Uh, my take on that there uh, Philly Um, yeah $40,000 for where's the NFL going with this shit you know what I mean I mean they're just throwing out numbers that's all it is do do you need money that bad no they don't need money they they really don't and uh, it's a problem because you go you look at like all these fines like Mateo what you said about CeeDee Lamb See, Amari Cooper said he was stupid. He came out and said, dude, just just wear the uniform. You know what I mean? Just just do what I'm supposed to do. Like, I perform and I wear the basic uniform. You look at him, he looks like a throwback player. Yeah. So, to me, that's ignorant, you know, on C.D. Lamb, because mm-hmm. Amari Cooper has the right mindset. Right, right. Aaron Rodgers, this is on a way bigger scale. People have lost their lives to this shit. Mm-hmm. That is not something to be played with. And he lied about it. That's yeah. the thing. And listen, however you feel about COVID, listen, I'm the most like middle of the road person there yeah. is. Um, but that like you you are the face, one of the faces of the NFL. You you were this let's face it, man, you were a crybaby all off season, dude. And I actually had your back on some of the stuff, but now it's kinda like, bro, you you blatantly lied about, you know, be like Kirk Cousins. Double down on it. No, I'm not vaccinated. I'd rather be fucking, you know, uh, I don't even. I can't even quote the guy. But right. He doubled down on it and said, "No, I'm not vaccinated. I would never be vaccinated, and that's just how I feel." Yeah. And he has that. Okay, right. you're so tough with that porn star stash. Go ahead and double down on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you I mean? think maybe Rogers feel like you owe me? So what I do I care? Owe him what? The, exactly. Wang, wang. I'm not going to be here in Green Bay. Okay. Woo, Release woo, him. Woo, woo. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear it, man. You know what I mean? They're, they're I, letting I got him a, off the hook, dude. I got a discount double check. Yeah, and I'm not listen. I'm not a uh, witch hunt guy, you know. I, I'm, but at the same time, when you see guys getting fined, it brings me to this whole taunting thing with Cassius Marsh mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago in the football game with uh, the Steelers in, in Chicago. These penalties, it's just on a lower level, you know. what I mean, what do, what do you guys think about that? I showed you guys a video earlier. Um, you, they want to take taunting out of the game. I feel like football is the most emotional game of them all. I feel like you should be able to kind of show it, but you can't direct it. Like Hollywood, you and I talked about yeah. directly at a player because guys get hurt playing football. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Football is a violent game. People love it, and that's why we love it. It's a gladiator sport. There's contact on every play. You make a big play. You're excited. Yeah, this dude went a little bit overboard, but in a big game situation, do you really think it, it warrants that flag to give him an automatic first down and, and continue on to where the Steelers go into ballgame? Well, you never know. There could be money on the line, and, and it's up to the individual ref. He may be that prick that just doesn't like that, doesn't play that stuff, and square is square, rubs him the wrong way. I think Tony Carinthi's a wise guy. Yeah, he could be a wise guy. Big Fish, you, your take on that. Um, I feel like it's any job should have some kind of fun in, fun in it. I feel like it's taken away from 
the viewers, I don't know, like, they come back. Yeah. yeah. End of the day, to make to make everything at ease, it's all entertainment. I get these are careers and people's lives, and it is a combat sport in a way because you are out there physically putting your body in live action on the front line. But um, almost like a same similar uh, similar thing that happened in baseball. Salmonella, what? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Something similar that happened in baseball. I think it was with Baez, um, where they even took away the taunting there. Bring the fun back in the game. The pitcher enjoyed when the when the batter went up and pointed at him, mm. letting him know that like, okay, it's on. You know what I mean? Like that's that's fun. It excites them and excites the crowd. In football, I don't believe that that little taunt that he did was necessarily a target or anything. You know, it was an excitement. Hey, I just made a big play. Let you guys know I'm here. He looked yeah. at the team as in, I'm here, I made this play, don't do it again. I don't think it was like a direct going, standing over Roethlisberger and saying, hey, you know, I just put you down. Right. Now you're, now you're in the dirt. That's not, that's not what it was intended for. Well, no, in backstory there, going back to the emotional aspect, he was actually released by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there's a little that's that emotional aspect it comes into play. There you go. I and see I didn't know that just now. Yeah. Now I can understand the little walk to him a little bit like, hey, this is what you lost. Yeah. That's how I would take that now. When well, you've seen it all the time. Let's go back, reverse to the Cowboys Lions game. Des Bryant comes on the field without his helmet when having your helmet off is is a big time issue, big penalty, and they don't call that in a playoff game. That's the issue I have with it. It's called home cooking. Home cooking, Jerry's World. Yeah, Jerry's World. Dean Blandino, Chris Christie. We're you partying with Donald Trump. <laughs> We're grabbing all types of things down here in Dallas. <laughs> what about Troy? Hey, Troy's got VIP anytime with me, boy. <laughs> all right, so <clears throat> big fight weekend this last weekend. Okay, we had uh, Canelo Alvarez defeating uh, Caleb Plant. 11 rounds via TKO. It was a great fight. Also, Kamaru Usman defeats Kobe Covington. Unanimous decision after five rounds. I got a free haircut and $100 coming my way. Shout out to Dave's Barbershop because y'all owe me. And, uh, yeah, so go ahead and elaborate. Hollywood, Mateo, I know you guys are big boxing guys. And uh, Big Fish, go ahead and uh, chime in when they're done. Would you say that with that being said? (laughs) I'll be honest. I haven't watched any of it. I didn't see any of it. Hey, real talk. Okay. Well, um, let's talk about the Canelo fight. Uh, Good fight. Not good enough. Um, Plant landed a lot of good shots on him, but he didn't follow up with him. Did you say eggplant? (laughs) Did not follow up with him. I mean, you cannot sit there and fight majority of the fight wheeling back. Hmm. It's taking power off your punches. So either when he got stung by Canelo, said, I, I can't combat with this guy. I can't go toe-to-toe with him. Because I, I, if I do that, I will not be able to make the 12 rounds. And, you know, when you get to a point like that, some guys become, I can't beat him. So if I could just go the 12 rounds with him, I'm okay with that. And that's not good enough for me. Not when you train that hard, talk that much smack, do what you Canelo's doing everything that he said. Do you think that was uh, Billy Joe Saunders' mindset going into that last fight? It, was it similar? <sighs> I don't even know anymore, man. 
Yeah. I really don't. I mean, these guys talk a big game, and I expect something big. And and then to see that, and just Canelo just kept setting it up, man, setting it up, and boom, there you go, making you look silly. So there's a little show, a little gamesmanship, a little bit of all that, right? I think it all plays a part. He said he said what he was going to do to him. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, well, me and Mateo, we, we got a little whiskered at the bar last weekend. And yeah, we, we were a little uh, pickled. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I think it was a great fight. On, uh, on the other side, I would say that Canelo did exactly what he said he was going to do, just like he does every single fight. He can take any guy the distance if he wants to. He has the power to take him out quickly. That's not his game plan. His game plan is to get in there, see how this guy reacts to certain things. Do so you think he's a long game fighter? That's he's a long game fighter at? because when he throws with power, he knows it's going to tally up. Mm. If he throws in combinations, he may get caught which Caleb was catching him with jabs. And to what Hollywood was saying, Caleb had no choice but to back up. You don't have the power to stay in toe-to-toe with him. So if you use your jab, which he was, it was a great jab, but you didn't throw as many as you should have. Mm. You threw two instead of three. You threw three instead of four. Right. And there was no power punches coming after, after behind it. And I think in the middle of the fight... Plant had no choice but to give Canelo his respect because come, come, come round nine, he was sitting there having a full conversation with Canelo. Canelo wasn't having it. He was just kind of agreeing with it. And he says, I'm pretty good for, for being 20-0, and 0, huh? Mm. He's, at, he's like, I respect you. I respect your skills. And Canelo's, see, see, like just short answering him because he's putting pressure on him and see Plant's just running around. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, Plant's just like, you know, I, I respect it. You know, I, I give you your respect. I, I like your skills. You know, I'm not, I'm not bad, huh? And then Canelo was like, I know. Or no, Plant said something like, you're a great fighter. And Canelo responded with, I know. That's being humble, but also not trying to buy into Plant's game. Yeah. I think Plant at that moment knew he was done. He had to give the respect before the fight was over, before he went down. And Canelo did his job. Well, I think since Floyd Mayweather retired, Canelo Alvarez is the best in the world. He's Mexico's finest. He's the man. Is there anything else left out there for him, like substantially? You know, because I've seen an interview where, that he did, and someone showed him Conor McGregor trying to lure him in for a big money fight. And he said, no, no, no. He just kind of shoved it off. You don't want none of that. He's a true fighter, though. Can, I wasn't a big Canelo fan, but he's really earned my respect how he does things watching his training camp. Um just with his best friend, too, and everything. And you're right about about the Mayweather thing. Mayweather chose him to get him young. Mm-hmm. He knew he was raw. He knew he was fresh. He would never think about getting in the ring with him now because he would destroy him. For sure. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, he's even said that the Golovkin, that fight with him, it took something out of him. Yeah. So instead of going back, let me go this route. Okay, no sense to keep going to the well and taking them chances. But um, he's definitely a true fighter. I mean, he'll go down as one of the greats. Um, I love his style. I mean, he showed me a little bit of Chavez. He showed me some parts of De La Hoya. He showed me some parts of Mayweather. All in, all in one. And do I think Plant will be good? He will. He just won't be good as Canelo. No. So my overall take on that is... Um, Mateo, 
If you was to prep, which I already know as being the trainer, what do you think you would do if you was in there with Canelo? What would be your game plan seeing and knowing the way that Canelo fights for you to try to get the victory against Canelo if that was you? Great question. Well, the only fights that were really close with Canelo is short game. If you want to stand in there with Canelo, you have to bang with Canelo. You have to throw back. You have to catch him off, to, off of his guard. He's going to try to catch you going back. He's going to try to catch you opening up, which he did. You see, you see Plant where he almost tried to make his game plan in a ways of Mayweather. He just was not rolling his shoulder enough. He was getting caught with too many overhand rights. He was getting caught with, with the uppercuts, and it just was not a perfected game because nobody is like Mayweather. Sure. But at the same time, nobody else is a 168-pound undisputed fighter like Canelo. He Absolutely. has the power. He went up. He took out everybody in that bracket, has every single belt, going up 30 pounds almost from where he started. That, that is not really something that just a normal fighter does. It's truly amazing. It really is. And, you know, I just I think that he is going to be the, one of the greatest Mexican fighters to go down in history with power. Yeah. You know, because you have many other Mexican fighters that are very notable and very honorable to their to their boxing career. But for power and what he has done, I think that he's going to be one of the greats. I want to touch on the Usman Covington fight. Hollywood, any closing words on this fight? Um, who beats Canelo? I don't see anybody. Mateo, you, you might have a little bit more insight. I just I don't see anybody beating him. I don't see how much longer does he go on. I just don't see the, the big money fights unless he wants to do a Jake Paul, a Conor McGregor, big money fight. But this to me, that, that tarnishes legacy. I, was just I would ride that. off into the sunset with the record that he has now with the one loss and the one draw. Dude, you, you are already one of the best. There's a Mount Rushmore, not only Mexican fighters, fighters of all time. Okay, mm -hmm. You are in that conversation, bro. So you can, you can ride off, smoke your cigar, and say, hey, hallelujah. You know what I mean? I think he has a lot of fight in him still. He is only, what, 31 years old? And back to just touchback when, when he fought Mayweather. Mayweather, yeah, he caught Mayweather in his prime, and Canelo was still young. But Canelo still also had, what was it, 42 fights? 42 and all? He was still undefeated 42 and all. And, you know, there's mm -hmm. no excuse there. He was a little young, may not have had his full manpower, may not have had his full educated boxing knowledge. But only move you have from here do not stay at 168 there's nobody else there there's nothing left do you go up or do you go down mm. where is the competitiveness if you have nothing up or down then yeah i would say rise rise into the occasion go right off in the sunset sunset and just be done this is me maybe being not as in tune as i need to be but uh tiafimo lopez what's he fight at 130 okay so that's that's out of the question you have two guys one of them will beat him. It'll be Benitez or it will be Earl Spence that'll fight him. Them are your only two chances in the next five years. If not, there's, there's nothing else to prove. To me, I say, hey, call it right now. You know what I mean? And then other Mexican, he's a bad dude, man. Bad dude. Yeah. So. I'll have to wait and see what happens. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, so. I'll say, uh. Viva la Mexico. Viva la raza. Hey, shout out to Mexico. This is a Griffin Claw, but Raimondo Erojo Redea. 
It's hitting right. Shengale. Chugat. With that being Chugat. All right, so Usman Covington, the rematch. Usman shows that he is the man again. I think he showed in the Masvidal fight that he can stand up and not just grapple, stomp on feet. He can he can fight with people. You know, I don't feel like there's anybody better better than Kamaru Usman right now in UFC. Yeah, he's a bad dude. He's the best in the world. Um, that's why a lot of people are willing to take bets on this, you know, Kobe Covington. I think he's a dog. He's a fighter. You know, he, he leaves it all out there. But I think Usman is head and shoulders above everybody else right now. Um, as far as UFC, I mean, we talk about it sometimes on this show. You know, Judge James is a little bit more in tune with everything. But it, I know Hollywood you, you, and Mateo, you guys are more boxing fans. Um, what do you? How do you guys feel about UFC? Do you feel like it's ascending? Do you feel like it's still going up? Still got room yeah, to grow? Yeah, I, I, I uh, <clears throat> you know, boxing's making its comeback, but I still, you know, they're two different sports. For sure. And I respect that sport. Um, you know, Conor uh, McGregor and uh, Henderson, them, they really bring me into it, mm-hmm. into the UFC. I mean, very brutal sport. And, uh, these guys don't play. They come to fight, and the best man will win, and I like that. Where boxing is a little bit different. They're jacking for position. Oh, well, I could lose to this guy. We'll stay away from this guy. These guys don't. They throw it out. We're going one way or another. I'm going to get you one way or another to prove that I'm better than you, and that's what I like about the UFC. Would you, you guys know? agree, though, like boxing, the heavyweight time, like the Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, even going back to like even like Tommy Hearns and Oscar De La Hoya those days, it was all about the knockout. You know what I mean? That's what people look for. With UFC, you can get anything on any given night. Somebody's leg breaking, oh, on yeah. a kick, you know, a misstep. We've seen that that one night. The first, the yes. couple bu- legs were broke. Two in one night. It yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. Like there was yeah. just, there's always shit happening. I think that's exciting for people. It sells tickets. It's uh, it sells pay per views, all those things. So I think it's it's only going to continue to ascend. Um, and I love boxing, I do, because it's a genuine stand up fighting sport. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's just it's it's true blue. It's like the original combat sport. UFC just adds a little bit a different dimension. Yeah, so I think absolutely. It's it's kind of cool too, though. So I mean, I hope I really hope both those sports continue to go up. I think UFC will. I mean. Every fighter that I've known that's pushed forward and thought they could go in, even Clarissa Shields, she lost. Mm-hmm. They, it's a different ball game. Just you could be the greatest boxer in the world. Doesn't mean you're going to go in there and do that because when you get in there with them, it's a total different game. Sure. And they come out on top yeah. and they beat the boxer. Yep. Every time. Absolutely. You know. Big fish. What do you like better, boxing or UFC? What do you think? Uh, I'd have to say uh, UFC. It's just a little bit more brutal. It's more to it, more technique. You got everything to use. That's how I feel. I feel like uh, with the UFC and boxing, I feel like uh, UFC still ascending. Boxing, I feel like it's a little bit more relevant right now because all these YouTubers and, you know, it's just making these big hype fights, I guess. Because you want to see the YouTuber get his ass beat. Or maybe you don't. But uh, if UFC stays away from these YouTubers, they'll be all right. Well, I think with that, um, just with that being said, uh, <laughs> what UFC does great here 
um, is Dana White is at the head of the table for everything. Dana White takes care of every fight. Dana White sets up every fight. Dana White is the only one in there making all these fights happen. That's why you see fighters can't run. It's either you want in or you want out. You're either going to go against point. the top guy or you're not going to get paid. Yeah. And Dana White will pay you. Right. He'll put you on there. He'll make you the face. Conor McGregor's had it many times. And even without him, even with him failing, he's fought the top guy because he wanted to get paid. I'm going to pay him because he's going to fight the top guy. Boxing, you have so many different promoters, so many different fighters trying to run from people. Why? You have all these belts, and none of them even really mean anything. You have guys fighting scrubs from the streets, and they're like, who are you? Nobody knows because you have so many different promotions, so many different eras. But on the ascension of it, on that, on that end, boxing was everything before UFC. UFC is on the rise now. It's a very respectable sport. I can give my respects to it. You know, they go through, through hell. Boxing is on its way up too now. And I think at one point, hopefully within the next couple years, five years, maybe even 10, both of them will be the highest entertainment televised. I think it's amazing. I love both. I mean, you look at guys like CM Punk, for instance, guy that comes from professional wrestling entertainment, right. tried UFC and just, just gets annihilated. You know what I mean? Because this is a mixed martial arts sports, guys that take this very seriously. It's not just something you can pick up in a day, similar to boxing. You know, if a wrestler wanted to come off the street, a Joe Blow, and step in the ring with a boxer right. who has endurance and who spent time in the gym, blood, sweat, and tears, that guy coming off the street is going to get his ass whipped until he gets acclimated to the boxing yeah. game. You know what I mean? So yep. same thing. So and perhaps the both sports, I just think it's an exciting time for both those sports, and I'm just excited to see where it goes. Oh, yeah. So my last thing as far as sports goes is, the uh, college football rankings came out. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. So we got Georgia. 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 Number one. Georgia. Alabama, number Alabama. two. Oregon, number three. Oh. Oh. Ohio State, the butthole of the USA, number four. <laughs> Uh, number five is Cincinnati, who everybody is shitting on right now, yet they stay undefeated. They keep winning. Win, win, win. Humbled. Number six. This is what, what I want to ask you guys. Does Michigan deserve to be six over Michigan State at seven when Michigan State beat Michigan? As a Michigan fan, I say no. I'm going to come back to that. So five is Cincy, six Michigan, seven MSU, eight is Oklahoma. So I'm going to go around the table. Hollywood, do you think Michigan is properly pr- placed over Michigan State at six over MSU at seven? Um, I, I, I believe so because I believe that uh, State I, lost to an unranked team. Did I pickle your mind, boy? I think that they lost to an un- unranked team. Well, they State did. did. They, and, and that's bad. Uh, that's real bad. They should have dropped at least five. <laughs> There wasn't no Alabama now, but... Uh, yeah, true that. They lost to know, Purdue. I, yeah. I see where they're coming through, but it, it's yeah. an unranked team that beat you like that. I respect that. Mateo, what's your take? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's Really, you have to look at schedules, who went up against the tougher teams. Yeah, we don't have to get all elaborate. So, I'm Michigan all the way. <laughs> I think Michigan should be number one. But do they belong over that, over a state? No, because state beat you. I think state at least deserves that. If you say number one, you sound like hardball, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. 
Big Fish, what do you think? I mean, so you got two teams that were in the top ten. Michigan State beat you. I mean, granted, it was a road game. You know, Michigan State lost to an unranked team. And now you're really you're only one spot ahead, but this could play big dividends when it comes to the college football playoff. Who only lets four teams in. Yeah, uh, I think uh, state should be ranked higher than Michigan. I mean, they beat Michigan. They were just still a little pickled from beating them the week before. <laughs> you know, still a little hungover from the party. Yeah, That's I agree. They might have I lost mean, that following week, but uh, yeah, state should be ranked higher for sure. If they got the same record, absolutely. I would have, they should have the edge. I would say so too. You know, me being unbiased as a Michigan fan, yeah, I mean, I feel like State should still be that one step ahead. Cincinnati, based on the competition they play, I don't know if they get in there. You Are know? they going by what we've already played compared to what State's already played? It goes week to week. That's and what the they say. And the differentials and the scores and all, there's a whole, all kinds of criteria to it. Yeah. That's what. It gets you screwed up, and people don't understand. It's like, okay, well, you played this team, this team, where they haven't played them yet. Yeah. So how can we put them ahead of you when you played a few of the harder teams where State hasn't done They just beat you. Right, right. So it's yeah. one of them deals. No, I get that. So it should be interesting down the stretch, though. It makes oh, yeah. for exciting times because, let's face it, our pro teams have nothing going on. No. So college football right now is hot. Like, when's the last time we had both teams in the top eight mm. biting for a – college football playoff berth, I think it's a really exciting time, and I'm super excited yeah. to see what happens. And I've never been a state fan, but, yeah, they got a good team. Yeah, shout-out to Mel Tucker. I think he's doing a great oh, job great, up there. Great coach. Yep, for sure. All right, boys, it is now time for the feature presentation. Oh, boy. The fives of the week. Wow. And now we're pleased to bring you presentation big fish i know you're a little bit behind schedule so i want you to gather your top five football players of all time okay so i'll give you a little time to do that i'll start it off we'll go left to right around the table okay give you plenty of time to do this so at number five weapon x brian dawkins safety Eagles and Broncos. You like that Dawkins, boy. Brian Dawkins is one of the greatest safeties of all time. I played safety in high school. I played quarterback in safety, and he was one of my, my top guys as a youngin', just one of those guys I always look to. Number four is Gonzo, Tony Gonzalez. I always thought he was Mexican, but he's not. <laughs> is he Puerto Rican? <laughs> yeah, he's like Puerto Rican, Venezuelan, something else, but he's a brown guy. I was rooting yeah, for the guy. Man. You know, uh, great, great tight end. Probably the best tight end ever to play the game. Was Hawkins better than Reed from Baltimore? Ooh, don't do that to me right now. What about Revis? I'm going to say, for me, I like Brian Dawkins better. Um, but Ed Reed is like, he's right there, man. He's <laughs> fucking right there. And him and, and Sean Taylor, man. Like Was Sean, he Ronnie Lott? Like Sean Taylor's story is like un, undone. Yeah. Because he passed away so, so early. I think he probably would have ended up being the best safety of all time. Um, but Brian Dawkins, to me, that's my favorite safety. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, five is Brian Dawkins. Number four is, is Gonzo, Tony Gonzalez, red zone threat, KC all those years, Atlanta never could win a big one, which sucks, but he's a Hall of Famer, great career, uh, one of the best of all time. Number three 
is Jerry Rice. Obviously the best receiver, wasn't the fastest, wasn't a blazer, but he had great hands. And uh, I remember watching as a young kid um, these drills he used to do about throwing a tennis ball. He's like, my dad used to throw a tennis ball at me. And if I didn't catch it, it would hit me in the face. And I actually did mm -hmm. that with my son. And he gets a lot of compliments because of how good his hands are in football. Uh, it's true. It's a true testament because I, he got blown out a few times. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't well, like that. I didn't like how I felt. And I, I learned that from Jerry Rice. So I think it's, it's a very cool thing. He had a great career. Played a little bit too long. You know, when he went to Oakland, he still had 2,000-yard seasons, mm -hmm. which is really good. But the last two years, he should have retired. Yeah. Um, and then the last two um, homers for me, just being a Lions fan. But still, regardless, out of everybody I've seen, uh, number two would have to be Calvin Johnson, freak of nature. Just a guy that, you know, could go up over three guys, catch a football, score a touchdown and uh, make a big play. So he's number two. And number one is the guy that made me fall in love with the game, which is Barry Sanders. Um, as a young kid going to ball games at the Silver Dome with Grandmaster B and my uh, late great-grandfather, those are memories I'll cherish for a lifetime. Um, seeing him eclipse that 2,000-yard mark, it was, it was really weird because he was, it was a two-yard run against the New York Jets at the Silver Dome. And they, there was like a big pause in the game. And uh, they're like, they, he actually broke it on that play, on that friggin' play. And they had to stop. They gave him the football. And it was crazy because Reggie Brown got hurt. That's the, the game right. he got paralyzed. Right. They had to win the game to go to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It was completely amazing. Like the whole atmosphere was nuts. Um, it was just wild in the Silverdome. And that's why I'll never forget that. It was 1997. Barry Sanders is one of the reasons I love football as much as I do to this day. It's part of the reason I coach, part of the reason I push, you know, my son to play it, right. all those things. So Barry Sanders is my number one, man. Um, that's my five. Just to recap, Brian Dawkins, Tony Gonzalez, Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. All players that no longer play anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is all-time nice. all favorite football players, so those are my guys. Good, good. Very nice. Very nice. I like it, I like it. <laughs> they come in from Russia. <laughs> All right. We going with the big fish or we going with the wood? We going with you, wood. All right. I'm going to go with Orthel James Simpson, running back for Buffalo, star at USC. He was an outstanding running back in his day. Um, I remember watching him as a kid. And uh, playing a lot, you know, a lot of time playing at your old Jay Simpson when you were in the ball because he was gone. He was the juice. Uh, number four, uh, which we all know, he's still playing, Tom Brady, who will go down as uh, the GOAT, one of the biggest ever, who's continuing playing, he's trying to go for another Super Bowl. He's already got seven of them, right? Yeah, Correct? Only seven. Only seven. Um, with that being said, with that being said, um, number three would be my boy, Ray Lewis. One of the best linebacks I ever played the game for the Ravens. Um, that guy's just outstanding. He hits you like a, like a brick house. Um, my second guy, which Randy Moss, 
That guy, he'd get you down the sideline. He'd come across the middle. He'd stiff arm you. He was probably one of the best all-around receivers I've ever seen play the game. And I even have to say over Jerry Rice, and Jerry Rice was good. This guy, was he was not scared to go across that middle, take a hit. And he was 6'3", full of, you know, he was a toothpick. But that guy had blaze and speed. He was bad. He was he was a lion killer too. Just destroyed us every time he played us. Um, and then one of my favorite players is, and he's still playing now, and that's Aaron Rodgers. I love that guy's game, man. He's like a Brett Favre um, plus, especially at this age. Um, he's learned a lot from Brett. You know, he's a three-time MVP. You feel like he turned into Brett Favre, though? Uh, like, cause he said he couldn't stand Brett Favre, and all of a sudden he's kind of like, yeah, turning into him. Yeah, like he. Like I don't know where the jealousy comes from, man. He, had, you know, I understand. He, he thought he was just gonna come in here and just take over. No, no, not when you got Brett Favre, and we we seen that this weekend with Love being in there. Um, garbage. That that guy is not the guy for uh, Green Bay. Adams was pissed. Cobb was pissed. Oh, my fantasy this, team was pissed. Oh, <laughs> you, and you could see it on the field. Rodgers would have went in there and had a field day with Kansas City, with, without a doubt. Um, you know, this guy's got 17 TDs already and only uh, three interceptions. So he'll be coming back this week. So you'll be back on board there, my friend. Yep. So that's my guys. How about that? And I'm sorry there ain't no Cowboys. Sorry, Jerry. So what you're saying is uh, your surprise troll didn't make my list. So I love uh, Joe. What, what was a recap on your uh, on your five? Yeah, give us a go ahead and give us a recap, Hollywood. The recap was uh, Ortho James Simpson. Okay. Buffalo and uh, Tom Brady. Not OJ is not guilty. I just yeah. want to say. Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Randy the Randy Moss. You've got mossed. And uh, Aaron Rodgers. It's a great list, man. It's it's hard to debate. Yeah, I mean, you got so many great players, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely good. I, I thought you would have went back a little bit more though, without I, without I Brady and Rodgers. I was but, going uh, to Bo Jackson. I was going to go to Dick Buckus, and I said, ah, you know, Dick Buckus was, you know, way before my time. I wasn't around to watch that guy play. I just heard a lot of bad things about him. Well, like if, you, it, if it was up to me, all my five would be Cowboys. <laughs> And now I'm going to start with Troy. I'm going to start with Michael. I'm going to start with Emmett. Leon Lent. Big old Leon. Uh, he ain't no woeful, but he Leon. I'm going to say Jason Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next we got Matt. Uh, well, is there anybody that uh, wasn't on anybody's list? <laughs> uh, I'll go with number five. I had uh, Randy Moss as well. I just remember... You know, I didn't. I don't, a lot of these guys, I don't get to really see in action as well. But to know that the name that they put on the NFL and the impact that they had in football in general, I remember as a kid. You know, you always play football. You go long, and you're catching it over somebody. You're always saying, "You got mossed. You got mossed." You know, that was just like the biggest thing that you said 
when you when you caught the ball, you you jump over somebody, and that was like that was like the thing that brought you to playing football. They still say it to this day. It's a great pick. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and then I'm gonna go with somebody who had a very great career, um, Peyton Manning. He uh, great quarterback. You know, very very humble and fun guy to be around. You know, that's that's a team captain. I've, I still to this day see videos of him. You know, getting to his old old lineman when he was on the Colts. You know, he's like, hey, "Why don't you just be the center? Just be the center and let me pl- let me make play calls." And he goes, "Well, are we gonna run the ball? Yeah, we'll run the ball. We'll run the ball right up here." <laughs> you know, and it's just like, "Let me pl- let me make the plays." And that guy's career is is definitely set for with with the accomplishments he's went through. Um, and then I also have you know just coming from Detroit, Calvin Johnson as well. Um, you know, just a big receiver. Wish he had a longer career if he if he didn't get shanked so many times. But you know you can't you can't take it away from him for wanting to leave the game after after being just kicked down so many times. You know it's hard when you're just getting screwed over and screwed over for you to even have an interest in the game anymore. You know you're you're great. You've already proved that you're great, and he belongs in the Hall of Fame. And that's congratulations to him this year. Um, second, Barry Sanders, top running back. You know that. That's talk about a guy who established a run game and is just known for the plays that he made. That it's it's awesome to see, and we need somebody like that. You know, somebody like that will bring a face to a team. Um, and then I'm gonna go with my number one overall. It's already been said, but uh, he is the greatest, the goat, Tom Brady. I think it's uh, Thomas Edwards Brady. The third. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, talk about somebody, 199th pick in the sixth round, you know, coming from Michigan, had not much to show for. I mean, you look like a gopher. You almost look like me if I was to show up to draft day. <laughs> Mine's all pickled, you know. But talk about an athlete that is just hidden behind behind a persona that just took over the game. No reason to say gopher, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you quite look like Stafford or Swollen Stafford. <laughs> so my number fifth pick, I'm actually surprised to meet on nobody's list, Michael Vick. I was going to pick him. Because, I, I mean, nah. he's like one of the origin, originators of all these QBs Oh, he's sweet, now, dude. Absolutely. All this running. Absolutely. So he's definitely on my top five. And then I got a couple homers. So number four, Barry Sanders. Nice. I was never able to watch him, but, you know, you see those clips and highlights. It's like, Wow. I wish I did see that in person. Number three, Kelvin Johnson, for nice. obvious reasons. And then uh, my two and number one pick is kind of a, the best combo, the best duo you'll ever see. So number two, you got Gronk. And then number one, the GOAT, <laughs> the Tom <guy>. Brady. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, how many I don't touchdowns blame they got between each other? It's like over 100 now, isn't it? Yeah, or it's, it's at 100 or something. It's crazy, something like that. Yeah, it's the most. Yeah, so great picks, man. Great picks. Yeah. Now, both you guys, great, great picks. Tom Brady, I was always a fan of him at Michigan. I don't know why, for whatever reason, when he got to the pros, you know, okay, it's like the first two, you're like, yeah, you're rooting for him, and it's like, fuck. Four, five, six, seven, dude. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, let somebody else win. You know, after but the after the third the day, one, they want them changed. Now, like after the last one, 
I give I tip my hat, bro. Like yeah. I, I can't even there's nothing I could say to go against him. That dude is amazing in every element of the game. Leadership. Uh he's still got great zip on the ball. Um, just what he did from taking Tampa Bay from an eight and eight team to where Jameis Winston threw all those interceptions. How bad is Jameis Winston gotta feel? <laughs> like, dude, you were the missing link, motherfucker. You no, got yeah. shipped out of town. Brady comes in, Super Bowl champions. You know what I mean? That's the type of guy Tom Brady is. So I'm going to give Brady his flowers. He is an amazing once-in-a-lifetime type of entity in the league, once-in-a-lifetime type of player. We'll never see anything like it again. I guarantee that. And, and he deserves it. He deserves it. I mean, you're, you're talking about a player who knows how to win. That's his goal. It's not, hey, I want to get paid. It's Thanks. not, It's not. oh, I want to, I want to you know, have this big contract. He knows how to build a team around him. He'll take a pay cut to have people around him. He's brought people out of retirement to win ball games because at the end of the day, it's not about how much I'm getting paid. His wife gets paid more than him. <laughs> he goes home to her every day. <laughs> but he knows at the end of the day, I'm going to be known for not one, not four, Two not hands. six, Two seven, maybe even going on to ten. Dude, it might be eight by the end of the year. But he knows how to win, and that's what it takes is to build people around you. You have to know your worth, but also compensate for those that you want to have to be able to be as successful as he was. So Tom Brady is definitely and will be the only GOAT quarterback. I agree. I I cannot disagree. Tom Brady is going to be, before it's all said and done, the best quarterback to ever play the game. And uh, I stand by that fully. I was wrong in the beginning. I bet against the man. I was wrong multiple times. I won't do it again. He'll be 80,000 yards. He's on a league of his own, honestly. I mean, from a guy that you wouldn't know from, you know, a guy off the street at the Combine to being what he is now, it's an amazing story. Humble man, too. Yeah. From Cali to going to school here in Michigan to the league, having the success he's had, it's truly amazing. Great guy. Absolutely. So great job, boys. Big Fish, Mateo, Hollywood. Nice. Good job, boys. All-time favorite football players. So now it is time for the Who Said It. So, Hollywood, I'm going to let you do the honors. Go ahead and start oh, it off. Oh, nice. There we go. Here we go. All right. I got a few of them here. But I'll give you the one. What right you're here. saying is you have a lightning bolt. <laughs> I got a zapper around, damn it. <laughs> Well, that's new. <laughs> uh, let's see. Can you read it? Hey, come on now. Come on now. Sometimes it's important to give people the illusion of being in control. Sometimes it's important to give people the illusion of them being in control. Um... Is this an actor? This is an actor. Okay, I've heard it. I'm just trying to... Okay. Is it a girl? Male. Very popular. Johnny Depp. Nope. Denzel Washington. Nope. Tom Hanks. Don't. Joe Pesci, eh? 
Nah. Uh, action very popular uh show it was a very very popular show um uh, a few um I don't. I don't want to tip my hand. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Something that got to do with New York. New York. New York. New York. New York. Actor. New York. Action. 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 Uh, let's see. Al Pacino. Nope. Robert De Niro. Nope. Yeah. Trying to think of New York TV shows though. Of course, you picked this one. The guy from the Bronx ain't he? You <laughs> <laughs> might, you might hit it. <laughs> um. Oh, jeez, what can I say? Um. What? Uh, what? Powerful net- man. Okay, what network was it on? Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, because I really don't know. I'm just trying to say, Dick, Cl- Dick Clark. No, I'm gonna say it was it was on uh, HBO, home um, box office. James Gandolfini. There it is, Tony That's Soprano. That's Tony, Tony, my guy, Soprano. Tony Soprano. <laughs> hey, I knew he's a fucking wise guy. Hey. Yes, my it's, God. I didn't think anyone was going to get that. I'm like, wow. All right, that all was right. a good one. It took a couple of hints, but I get yeah. it. Good job, Hollywood. All right, yeah. but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Perfection is not attainable. But if we chase perfection, we can catch success. Is that the uh, Vince Lombardi? Yeah, yeah. It is? Yep. No way. Yes, wow. Right up. No, 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 no. Not from him. Listen, no, I'm a, you've I'm had a, a Vince Lombardi in there, but you didn't have that one. That's a good quote because yeah. I've actually seen it before. I'm a, I always, I'm a quote guy. As a coach, you always look for like bulletin board material right, and things right. to like build on. So I figured to keep it in the in the football fashion yeah. there. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. So. That's good though. Hey, way, to, way to get that hey. right off, bro. Hey, I'm, I'm a coach. What do you want me to do? Hey. That guy's two and all frisky over there. All right, I'm gonna give Fishy here, uh, you know, a little bit more time. So uh, let me uh, pull up my quote there. Pull up your quote there. Fishy ain't ready yet. He's not ready for the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Fishy, just let me know when you're ready, right, gay? All right. When I look back on my life, I overpaid for my big successes every time, and when I tried to get a bargain. Get it at a little cheaper or get a better deal on it. I ended up usually either getting it and not happy I got it or missing it. Singer? No. Actor? No. Comedian? Wrong. Trump? Wrong. (laughs) Jerry Jones? 
God damn, boy. <laughs> that is Jerry. Jerry Jones. That's, that's a live that's quote Jerry. from Jerry. <laughs> that's a good quote, though. Like, I would not expect Jerry Jones to say that. Yeah. But that's uh, it's very good. How would Jerry say it? Well, uh, if I had to repeat myself, Mattel, your name is Mattel, right? <laughs> well, uh, I'll call you Mattel Troy. Troy Mattel. When I look back on my life, I overpay for my big successes every time. And when I try to get a bargain, get a little cheaper or get it better on the deal, I ended up usually getting either not happy I got it or missing it. (laughs) (laughs) Smell my finger, boy. (laughs) Go to them cowboys. Here we go. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. And what's that person? It's before my time. Is it Morgan Freeman? He's still alive. So he's dead? Yes, he's dead. What's he do? Musician. Bob Dylan. No. Bob Marley. No. He's dead. Johnny Cash. You know what? I'll give you this hint. It's got the first name. Well, similar first name. He's dead. Johnny. Johnny, John, Jonathan. John Belushi? No. Who does Mikey look like right now? Hey, Jimmy two times. Uh, Mikey, uh, um. Stasho, Stasho. Uh, uh, staying alive. Um, John Travolta. Um, He's alive, though. No. Uh, this guy's dead. Bee Gees, Bee Gees. Um, I, I don't know his name. Mercury. <laughs> I know you're talking about um uh damn it. Uh, Gibbs, Andy Gibbs, uh Joe Gibbs. I've heard I know this. I know this. As soon as he says it, I'm gonna know it. That's the Bee Gees, the Gibbs. Yeah, Gibbs brothers, right? It's not the Gibbs brothers. <clears throat> Give us something else. Color of hair. Well, it's got to be brown. Brown, yeah. So, so uh, go, go over the hints you gave us so far. So, it's before my time. He's dead. Musician. I think that's one of the hints we've given. Well, his name's, first name's John. That's a new one. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. I know I've heard it. John, 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 John. 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 Is it John Lennon? Yes, Yes, John Lennon. John Lennon. I'm on a fucking roll tonight, boys. Three, three. All I got to say is one, two, three.
Did you say Jean or did you say Jean? I said Jean. <laughs> Jean. Jean and Jean. Very good. Very good. Damn. Good job, Fish. Good nice job, work. Fish. Nice work. But uh, Hollywood, good job. Damn. All right, now it is time for the Did You Know Hollywood Bandersnatch. There we go. What you gonna do, bud? Did you know sleeping in unfamiliar surroundings, half your brain falls asleep? In unfamiliar surroundings, half your brain sleeps. Really? Yes. Because usually when I'm in unfamiliar territory, my mind gets pickled. It gets a, that, that other half gets pickled. My mind gets a little pickled. And this is coming from I, mean, I think you'd be a little bit more aware. Yeah, Dr. Yuwaki Sasaki uh, is a professor of congenitive oh. and linguistic science. Um, yeah, he says that uh, unfamiliar places, the other part of your brain doesn't shut down. Because you're just you're like, yeah. It's unsettled in That's interesting though. That makes sense. Isn't it something? Yeah. That's crazy. It does make sense. Like wow. Um did you know with that being said? <laughs> in nineteen twenty six there was male engagement rings for males. Uh names like uh pilot, the stag, the master. You don't say. You don't say. <laughs> They still make those. <laughs> and they say that's the whole purpose why the ring goes on the fourth finger. Not your stinky finger. <laughs> the fourth finger. <laughs> like the fourth. <laughs> hey, fish, smell my finger. <laughs> Does that smell like fish? <laughs> okay. Um, the longest human neck is... My nephew Joey. <laughs> um, no, uh, is a woman. Seven point seven inches. Damn. Uh, a woman let me, in. Let me get that neck, girl. <laughs> a, it's a woman in Padukan tribe in Highlands, northern Thailand. Come on. And they wear rings, gold rings around their neck. Going back to your Flint thing, we actually have a guy. His name's Long Neck. He's pretty famous right now. You guys ever see him? I'm not talking about the damn Budweiser's you drink Long Necks. I'm talking. This white kid from Flint. Measure that dude's neck. Because if he's over 7.7, he's got the record. I don't know how long his neck is. 7.7 inches, this woman. Yeah. She's got the the longest neck. Um, Hold on, Hollywood. This is the guy from Flint right here, guy. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> that guy said, whoa. Oh, how big is this Adam's apple? Oh. You better check. Bo- Bo- I'll tell you, we better check Bowie. He might be like a 7.4. <laughs> we'll post this to the Instagram for you yes, guys. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. Did you know that uh, Alex Seguar Vendel set the record for holding his breath underwater for 24 minutes and three seconds. 24 minutes? Under That's the water. That's a long time. That's a really long sad. time. 24 seconds, man. I 24 done. minutes and three know. seconds. We have a reservation in there. Mm. That's horrible. Yeah. 
That's wild, man. To hold his breath that long. Amazing. That's just crazy. Um, number five, did you know Baltimore Ravens are not named after a bird? Actually derived from a poem, The Raven. Did uh, you say, quote, The Raven, Nevermore? Nevermore. <laughs> uh, Edgar Allan Poe was a resident from Baltimore. Wow. So the name, which I always thought was from the Blackbird, but yeah. no, it's from the poem. Wow. And then he happened to be from Baltimore. That's where they got that name. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so, and actually they're playing tonight against Miami. Damn you, so damn you. that is my did you know. Nice. I got it out there, damn you. Good job, Hollywood. Great job. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank Great you. job, Hollywood. You may be seated. Thank you. <laughs> All rise. Now it is time for the This or That featuring, on the count of three, boys, Mateo. All right. This or that. Would you rather go on a holiday alone or spend it with people you dislike? Alone. I'm going to have someone else ruin my holiday. I'll just go alone and make friends. I spend the whole day alone. I think I'll go with some people I don't like and try to try to wiggle my way in there. You know, here's the thing. You know, me and my ex broke up a long time. This was a long time ago. And I spent a night on a holiday alone at a Denny's. It was a Christmas sat there all by myself and ate food. You know, I left my little family party, whatever. But I, I'll be honest with you guys. It was one of the loneliest nights of my life. I don't want to experience that ever again. So I'd rather go. I'll mingle with some people. I'm with you, Hollywood. I'll go mingle with some motherfuckers that, hey, I know you might not like me, but, you know, I might challenge myself. Like, motherfucker, you going to like me before the end of the night. You just need to get to know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to get to know Philly. But, but... Big Fish, I understand your point as well. That peace of mind, getting away by yourself. There's an aspect of that too. But if it came to this or that, I'm going to be surrounded. On holidays, I like to be surrounded by people. On a holiday, I, I believe that it's meant to be spent with family. Yeah. Or even any, even if you don't have that, just anybody that's close to you, you know, somebody to comfort you, that warmth of having somebody there with you on a holiday, just it means something. You know, being alone, you feel empty. Mm -hmm. You have nothing. Uh, so going with this or that, I'd rather go around people that don't like me because that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you rather fight Mike Tyson or talk like him for the rest of your life? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, that's a tough one. Go big fifth. <laughs> ah, am I fighting him right now at this age? Prime. Prime. I'm talking like this. <laughs> we didn't quite hear your answer there, Fifth. I'm talking like this. <laughs> Go Phillies. <laughs> well, I'm going to be in the back room with my pigeons. And I'm going to talk to them motherfuckers. And uh, they, they can eat my ass. I don't care because I'm the baddest in the planet. I'm the baddest in the world. Lennox Lewis, who ain't got shit on me. You hear my podcast on the best in the motherfucking world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
talking like that, motherfucker. I'm, like, I'm still pulling. You know what I'm saying, man? How about this one? He says, uh, Mike, what happened in the ring? What's wrong? He goes, my back. My back is bulking. <laughs> you, 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 Mike, you, your back. He goes, yeah, it's seven. My spine It's bulking. <laughs> He goes, so you're saying that your back? He goes, yeah, it's just broken. It's, it's, it's severed. It's, it's, it's done. <laughs> I can't do it no more. <laughs> hey. it, it, it's spinal. It's spinal. <laughs> the doctor said it was spinal. <laughs> yeah, you know, my... Mike's all holistic now, man. He's oh. all about these like, like holistic that weed. drugs and stuff. He like that weed. He's crazy, man. You see, he's got his own weed uh, house. He goes in and he touches the things like this. He talks to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what though. I listen to his podcast time to time. It's Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. He's got some interesting takes though. Dude, he's one guy would not want to sit at the table because he could flip at any time. Dude, he's like, he's like, I just. You know, you got to be able to flip that switch, you know, when you get in the ring with a motherfucker, you just want to kill him. You just want to eat him. You want to eat his babies. You want to eat his kids. She goes, uh, the guy goes, hey, Mike, uh, I got a few questions for you. He goes, uh, you know, he goes, I, I kind of fucking don't like the way you're talking to me right now. <laughs> he goes, I, I want to smash your fucking face in right now. He goes, I'm not really fucking feeling you. <laughs> guy goes, Mike, this, this yeah. conversation, he goes, I'll tell you when it's fucking over. And smash your face in. I'm not fighting that dude, man. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm gonna fuck you till you love me. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck him in his ass. <laughs> He's got the ugliest. Like, Come on, big boy, you ain't man enough for me. I fuck you in the ass. <laughs> sorry, I'm talking like him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, 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 decision. <laughs> yeah, that's all around there. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right. <clears throat> Would you rather lick an old man's armpit <laughs> after no shower or chew on a yellow toenail? Either way, it's all dead skin. <laughs> I'm going. Which is worse? Oh, I mean, whose toenail? Just a random. You don't know whose. Either way, it's yellow. <laughs> I don't. It's been sitting there for a long time. <laughs> I'm going a quick lick. Did you say slick wick? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Oh, toenails stink, though, dude. Dude, you get that motherfucker stuck in between your big teeth, and you're like, oh, so you got, and then it gets caught, you know, it gets jammed oh, in your gum. Oh my goodness, Mateo, what are we doing? Or lick that stinky <laughs> Russian-smelling armpit. Oh, of oh, my name is Boris. <laughs> I've haven't showered in over a month. <laughs> you smell very nice. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Philly, without throwing up, which one would you take? I'm really pickled right now, dude. I don't even know. I'm disgusted, Mattel. <laughs> I think I'm going to vomit. Oh, man. What do I pick? Oh. I don't know, man. I'm going to have to go pit, too, because I... Them feats, man. Just, I don't know. 
I can't do. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go pit. <laughs> I'm gonna go pit too. That 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 toe just fucks me up. Now I'm gonna tell you what you talking that Justin James. He's going he straight toe. Yeah, Justin James going straight toes now. <laughs> I like toes, shit. You know? <laughs> You tear that toe the hell up. Now, you, hey, if you're more specific, you said, you know, a hot chick's toe, I might be like, all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wasn't specific on the man either. But <laughs> oh, God. oh, yeah. yeah. I'm probably going with the armpit, too, though. <sighs> all right. Well, would you rather be able to stop time or fly? What do you say, big fish? I'm going to say stop time. Stop time? Stop time. Fly. Maybe you're uh, cherishing a moment. You don't want it to stop. Could be somewhere where you're at. Stop time. Pause it. You know, but uh, this is... I'm pickled between this. I feel like I'm in a pickle between first and second. Because, like... Those moments that you have, I feel like you can always have those in the memory bank. Yeah. My superpower would be to fly if I could. And it's weird because I'm scared of heights. But if I could fly, I would fly. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm going to go with I would fly and just cherish those moments that I had in my life. So you mean flying in the sky just went like Superman? Yeah. You know, I could fly to California. <laughs> I'll be back in the day. <laughs> fly to Nevada. Go gamble. Put a hundred on red. Or stop time. I mean, but I feel you though, fish. Because I mean, it's, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's a that's a good one, Mattel. It, it pickles my mind a little you bit. You can go wherever the hell you want to go. Hey, I'll be right back. I zoom. Ooh. Um. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, I got a good rose. I got this sterling ice. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say fly as well, Philly. Yeah, I like fly. That, that, that's yeah. Yeah. What do you say, Mattel? I'm going to fly because to stop time is just pausing everything. So it's like delaying the inevitable. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather if, I mean, it's either you're trying to get out of the moment or you're not trying to get out of it. So I'd definitely fly. Um, I'm just trying to delay that those Mondays back to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and a true this or that, which is worse? Losing your phone or your keys? Big fish. I'm going to have to sit on this one. I don't know yet. Fish. I'm going to say they both suck, for one. Disclaimer. But I'm going to say I'd rather lose my keys than my phone. And this this is losing it anywhere. You know, this isn't just around the yeah. house. So, so you got to remember your keys have access to your home, your car. Whatever else you have it to, your phone also has access yeah. to your entire life. No, I get that because your phone, you, like say say you pay all your bills on your phone, you got all these apps, all this shit. Your your phone can do so much nowadays. That's the issue. Like it's almost you could probably get more getting into my phone than you know getting into my home. But <laughs> your phone can't start your car. That's and true. Your phone can't yeah. get you A to B. That is true. That's. We're playing Russian roulette time, yeah. Damn you, Hollywood. <laughs> Don't pick up my mind even more. Quote the Raven, never more. Never more. But yeah, if I had to choose, this is this or that. With that being said, I'm going to say I'd rather lose my keys. 
because a car is replaceable. You know what I mean? If you if you got to go through like identity theft, someone steals your credit card information. You know, you know what I'm saying all the stuff that you can do on your phone. I just feel like I, I don't know. I think that'd be more detrimental. I'm gonna say phone. I I would. My phone losing my keys would just be like devastating. I got this key for work. I got this for a locker. I got this one for that. I can never get them back. My phone, shut it off. Go get me a brand new one. I got my ride to get it. You know what I'm saying? If I got my phone, got no car keys, I ain't getting nowhere. I'm screwed. I'm jacked. Got a hot one on the line. Can't meet you. Can't win with them. <laughs> I'm jacked. I'm with you, Hollywood. I'm a, I'd rather lose my phone than my keys. That way I'm just, like you said, just get in your vehicle, go get your new phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you got to think with the amount of access that people have in the phones nowadays, like, they can get into anything. There's not, it's not, hey, I'm shutting my phone off. This isn't like a bank card. You cancel it, and now you're getting a new one shipped. It's, they're in your phone. They have your pictures, your messages, your emails, your your credit card information, are you going to be able to cancel them all at once? Are you going to be able to remember exactly what you have on your phone? If you lose your phone, it's almost like losing your social security. So Hollywood, hey, I stole your phone. Do you want this portobello to go viral? <laughs> or do you want your phone back for $10 million? Damn you. Yeah, you got to think about it like that, too. You yeah, know what I mean? I, but you can have, you know, you can call the company or whatever and just, just but, shut but my hey, phone down. But you got so, insurance, too. Yeah, absolutely. You got insurance on your fucking your phone and your car. Yeah. So you got to think about that. Hey, car, it's a big investment. I yes. got to get around. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm down here and I got no fucking keys. Uber. Yeah. Uber's yeah. a great investment, the greatest investment of all time. <laughs> get around. The way I look at it is if you got a hot one on the line, they'll always come. (laughs) 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 They ain't coming with no phone. (laughs) We got to be able to touch base, damn you. (laughs) Damn you. Good one with the... Is that everything with the... That's everything. That's great, man. All right, great job, boys. Hey, thank you for joining us. Episode 29, Big Fish. Mateo, Hollywood. Great job tonight. Awesome, guys. Remember to hit us at Fives of the Week Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. Love y'all. Be good. Okay, so I'll see you later, huh? I'll give you a call.